We're going to close our series today on 1 John. Yes, we are. Yes, we really are. The Apostle John. We're, and it's really, we're in chapter five, where we're gonna, and I'm going to have Carrie help me with chapter five. Just read it up here from the screen because it's in New Living Translation. Um, man, we've gone through a lot in 1 John, and this is just touching on the subject of love, touching on the subject of patience, touching on, touching on the subject, really, he's talking to the church. And so he wants us to know this is how the church really should be. The church really should not be, I want to I say the church should act, but it's not really how the church should act because we're not a bunch of Pharisees because that's really what the word Pharisee means is an actor. So the church is not supposed to be a bunch of actors. We're supposed to be Love. We're supposed to, that's who we're supposed to be. That's, we're not supposed to be acting like we love people. We're actually supposed to love people. Amen. So there is a difference between acting and, a, and, a, and doing. Yeah. Because there's a lot of acting going on in church these days. Oh, a lot of acting going on in church these days. The Lord just, I had to take a nap yesterday. I was so tired. I've been sick for about a week or week and a half. And I just, Gina said, you need to take a nap. By the way, you're acting. So I did. I don't, I don't generally... <laughs> And I, I don't generally do that another day. And the Lord just, I took a nap and the Lord just began speaking to me of all the stuff that's been going on in this world and all the stuff that's been going on in this state. Guys, we really need to be who we're called to be and we don't need to act like a bunch of crazy people. Yeah. You know, if you stand for something, we'll stand for it, but act like a Christian when you do it. Amen, amen, amen. And there's not a whole lot of that going on right now. Because we like to stand for stuff. We like to protest against stuff. And it's, it's some of the stuff we protest against is great. But guys, we're, not, we're acting like a bunch of crazy people sometimes. We're, we're telling people, you know, don't call me names. Don't do this. Don't do that. But we're doing the same thing they are. Yeah. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Come on. We need to really be who we have called to be. We, sometimes that really does require to keep our mouth shut. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've said that, but I'm talking to myself. And as the Lord began talking to me, he said, you know, you're either going to teach what's right or you're just going to teach what the people want to hear. Because always not what's right is what you want to hear. I said, Lord, but, you know, it's so scary to do that for a pastor to stand up here and do that because you know somebody's going to get mad and they may not come back or they may start talking about you or they may start doing this and that. And he said, it really doesn't make any difference. What people say. Because you're not supposed to be people pleasers and the church is not supposed to be a pleaser. We're not supposed to be pleasing people. We're not supposed to be getting up here or going out there doing what we think people, what we think people are gonna be happy with us about. We're supposed to be preaching the word. And if I can't stand up here and give you the word, if I, you know, and, and really afraid of what you're gonna think, there's something wrong. But the churches that are mainly growing today are ones that are just pleasing people and I ain't going to have a part of that. Because we'll grow this in strength, not in numbers. Yeah. Numbers will come later. Yeah. See, if you leave a church because it loses its building, you didn't belong there in the first place. Oh. <laughs> okay, we got real quiet in here. So now we'll go to the Word. Amen. Carrie, are you ready? Yes, sir. Ethan, are you ready? Let's go. This is 1 John chapter 5. Let's go. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. 
We know we love God's children if we love God's God and obey his commandments. Okay, stop right there for a minute. Now, we need to realize, and I'm not going to dwell on this a lot because we need to get through this until at the end, but we need to realize that we are summarizing what we have just talked about for the past several weeks. What John is doing here is he is summarizing everything that he has talked about, that he has written this letter, and that's what this is, is a letter. He has written this letter to the church, and now he is summarizing at the end what is important. So guess what? We really need to be paying attention. Yeah. So are you paying attention this morning? Yep. Nobody's asleep? Nope. Terry's got it that big? Just, just yell it out if you have to, okay? Just, just, just make sure nobody's going to sleep. Okay, let's go. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats the evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's Son by his baptism in water and by shedding his blood on the cross, not by water only, but by water and blood. The Spirit, who is truth, confirms it with his testimony. So we have these three witnesses, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and all three agree. How many of you agree with that statement right there? Amen? Come on. Amen. How many of you agree with that statement right there before we go Amen. on? Amen. I got to make you still listen. Make sure you're still listening. Okay, let's go. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And, sin, uh, oh, and God has testified about his son. All who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who do not believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about his Son. Okay, how many of you truly believe God's Word? <laughs> how many of you truly believe God's Word? Amen. Because if we're listening to God's word and we say this is not true, then we're calling God a liar. That's what, it's, that's what he just said. Amen? Amen. All right, let's keep, let's keep going. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. Okay, right there. Who, what do you have right now? Life. If you're born again, you have life. through, Jesus. not by how good you are, not by how many times you come to church, not by how much you put in the offering. Are those things important? But do any, does any of that, no, it doesn't, does it? Okay, let's keep going. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. Oh my goodness, what a statement. How many of you really believe that? My goodness. So whatever we ask, he hears us. How many of you realize that some of the stuff you're asking for, he hears you, 
and he is answering you. You understand that, right? All right, let's go. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. If you see a Christian brother or sister sinning in a way that does not lead that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give that person life. Oh, wait a minute. So in other words, he's telling us that there is sin out there. There is some there is some sin greater than other sin. Let's rephrase that. Okay? There is some sin that will affect us more in this life than other sin. Come on, I see some of you just squinting your eyes like, what did that mean? Instead, he says, this is really what he's saying, instead of criticizing those people that aren't living like you think they're supposed to live, what are you supposed to do for them? If you have a president that is not doing exactly like you think he should, what are you supposed to do? No, you're not. You're supposed to get on Facebook and shoot the fire out of him. Well, let's just get a little closer to home then. What if you have a mayor or a governor that is not doing what you think they're supposed to be doing, what do you do? Get on Facebook. I guess we better just go on. Okay, but there is a sin that leads to death, and I am not saying you should pray for those who commit it. All wicked actions are sin, but not every sin leads to death. How many of you realize just now, right now, today, every one of us in here sin? How many of you realize that just now? Because there are sins in there that are not going to lead to death. But there, not one person in here does not have some sort of problem with sin. Don't you ever say that you're better than somebody else and that you never sin. Come on. Because you might as well cast that first stone and it's going to be thrown right back at you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like this? All right, let's go. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning. <laughs> For God's son holds them securely and the evil one cannot touch them. We know that we are children of God and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and he has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. Mm. And now we live in fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with his Son, Jesus how many, Christ. How many of you realize by that statement right there that you are in fellowship every day? Whether you, are, whether you are listening to the Spirit of God, you are in fellowship every day. Why? How? How could you still be in fellowship even if you're acting like you're not? 
because you have received Christ. Do you realize that receiving Christ is the most powerful thing that you will ever do? No matter how you're acting out there in the world, you are still in fellowship with him. That wasn't something Mark said. I believe that was something that the word of God just said. All right, let's go on. He is the only true God and he is eternal life. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. Oh my Okay, for, to some of you that just went, wow, that was awesome. Then others of you that just went, so stinking what? You know, because you're so tied up in yourself and what you're doing, it was so difficult to hear really what God is saying. I mean, how many of us have been there? Because here's, here's, what this, here's what this really says is that all of us have, all of us have issues with sin, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times I would have liked to cuss some people out this week. Well, I'm glad one of you said, yeah, I'm there with you. I mean, if that was the kind of person I was, it would have probably been a good week for me. How about you? We all deal with stuff like that. And don't you sit down there and tell me I can't believe you're saying that because I am not the only one in here that has problems every day with sin. But you know, those sins, even though sin is sin, is what he just said, there are some sins that will not affect you like others will. If we go way back into the first and second chapter, he said, stay away from the people that don't believe the way you do. If you are fellowshipping with people that don't believe the way you do, you're gonna eventually get into that kind of fellowship. And it's going to take you away from church. It's going to take you away from... I have told people that. I tell those, you know, I tell these, the guys, the motorcycle guys that come in and out of here, I say, guys, you have got to be very careful who you, who you hang around with. I said, you've got to be very careful. Who you, I'm not saying you can't go witness to those people, that you can't be with those people, but you cannot be with those people all the time. Because you will start talking like them. You will start acting like them. You will want to be just like them. If you've got somebody at work that loves to talk about your boss and you love to talk about your boss with them, you are going to be just like that. You're going to get to that point to where you'll love that kind of gossip. You say, Mark, not me. I would never do that. Well, you, you're... You must be some superhuman Christian that I am not. Now, see, the thing is today that, that with all the communication stuff and everything, you know, just we are, so, we are so in touch with the world today, more than we ever have been in the past, I don't, forever. <laughs> you know, we just know everything that's going on now makes a big difference. And there's this big thing about everybody wanting everybody to hear what they have to say. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. There's this thing about everybody wanting, oh, I want, I want my word to be heard. Even though my word may not be from the word, I want my word to be heard because... My word is powerful. You know, I can make more people mad. 
I guarantee you that I can get on social media tonight and make over 100 people mad at me. <laughs> or without. Both. I can, I, can make a, I can make a lot. I've got that. I have that personality. Those of you who know me, I can just make, I can just, I can stir your feathers up faster than... Some, <laughs> some, I'm not even going to mention some names in here, but some of you already know what I'm talking about. But some of you are the same way. And then again, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you, you almost do it and then you say, I better not. <laughs> because sometimes our, our words are so, our words are powerful, but our words are so hurting. So hurting. But here lately, we just really, and guys, we, we, we really need to hear this this morning, okay? We, re- we really need to hear this all together. Sometimes we want to get, we want to let people know how we feel and it has nothing to do with God's word. It has nothing to do with what God said about it. It has nothing to do. And then we begin to get involved. And then let me, let me ask you something. Every time you protest something, like we're, we've been protesting things for years now. It seems like for two or three years that we have been protesting something. Whether marijuana is legalized, whether... Uh, the president has had 14 girlfriends and they all need to come out right now. Whether or not we want to bomb this country or this country, whether or not we make enough money, whether or not we're doing this, whether or not we're doing this. Let me ask you something. Does any of you, does, whenever you protest something, what are you doing? What does protest mean? Huh? I can't hear you. Say it, say it louder. Having an agenda? Speaking an agenda. You're objecting to something and you let it be known. Let me ask you... <laughs> Who in the world said, was that you? Our Rama student, one of them. Guys, you be very careful before you protest anything as a Christian, as a born again believer. Because if you're not protesting, if you're not protesting by the word, then you're in sin and you're in a dangerous sin. We like, our, we like to be heard. We like, you know, we want to be, we want, we do have an agenda. We, but guys, you also have a whole lot stronger word in you than your opinion. This is probably the only church that just has been preached in this morning. Maybe. Maybe not. Say that again. The last time that I remember that God reminded me when somebody protested and it had nothing to do with the word of God was when the children of Israel left Egypt. 
on just a few-day journey, and it took them 40 years to get there because they protested the entire way. We didn't have enough to eat. We didn't have this. We didn't have that. We didn't. They never went to the Lord for their problems. They just complained. And a journey that should have taken just a few days, they wandered around out there for 40 years. 40 years! All because of why? Complaining. Now, we just, we went through this entire letter, and it was really the true, the real true meaning of that letter was to really love one another. And, that's, and John, he, he's, he's, he's really big about that. He's, you know, you can look at his gospel and just love one another. God, you know, John was a big, John wanted to be, he wanted to be a, a, just a spiritual lover, right? He actually called himself the one whom Jesus loved. He was so tight, you know, he was so tight in you. Love one another. You know, just, just love people and don't treat them like, and he, and he spoke to the church for this, this whole letter was to us. But guys, if we don't know what God's love is, how are we gonna love one another? If we're gonna spend most of our time protesting and griping about things going on in the world instead of saying, hey, Instead of protesting, I'm going to get people together and we're going to pray about this situation. You know, what better situation to pray about than to than our teachers need to be paid more? What better situation? What better situation than, than our kids, they need more funding in our schools? What better situation than if, if marijuana needs to be legalized or not? But I didn't see one time, and maybe it's my fault, I didn't see one time on social media where, where any Christian said, let's get together and let's pray about this and let's just stop complaining. Not one time. Maybe you did. Anybody? Anybody. Did anybody ever see a time where, where a, a, a well-known believer that you know got on Facebook and said, hey guys, let's, let's stop talking about this. I'm gonna have a meeting over at such and such. I'm gonna have it at my house and let's just pray about this. Not one time did I, anybody? One? Did anything come about of it? This it's about responsibility. Aren't you glad that I'm done with this series? Everybody shout amen. amen. <laughs> this is about responsibility. First of all, he said, there's not a one of you in here that's perfect. There's not a, there's not a one of you in here that's not, that's not dealing with some sort of sin in your life. Not one. Uh, not even the pastor, not even the, not even the pastor you know, that was writing this. He was saying, I am just not perfect. And we're dealing with such things, but there are some things that we need to stay away from. There, there are just some things that we need to stay from. This is summarizing this. There are some, there are some things that we need to stay, from, stay away from because sin is evil. Sin is evil, so we need to stay away from certain things, certain people, certain... We need to stay away from that stuff. But the most important thing is that whatever we do, we do in love. And it seems like such a, we, we have a song that says, that talks about the simple gospel. 
Do you know that song? The gospel is simple. The gospel is the gospel was made simple. The gospel, the word of God was made so simple that the, even a child can understand. Because he actually says, "Come to me as a child, and you will understand." The word of God is made so simple that that all of us can understand it. But yet we have an, uh, as Candy said, we have an agenda. And if that agenda doesn't line up, so what? We need to stop. We need to stop that agenda. And if it doesn't line up with what we're protesting about, here's a good protest for you. It just came up in my head. When they walked around the walls of Jericho, they were protesting the fact. What were they protesting? Huh? What? What God told them to do. And when they protested that, the walls fell down. They fell down. Instead of people got mad at each other and said, I'm never talking to you again. You know, our, our governor is a so-and-so. Our president is even worse. That's not, that's not the Christian way of doing things, folks. I am sorry if none of you agree with me on this, but we have got to stop. You see, because we are the driving force of this, of this fallen world, we are the driving force that's going to take this fallen world and lift it back up. But if we get the same attitude as the fallen world, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. All that we went through for the past few weeks means nothing. If we don't take a stand and say, this is what we're going to do. If I need to keep my mouth shut, I'm going to keep it shut. If I need to take a stand, if I need to say, hey, let's get together and let's pray about this, then we do it. Instead of getting and complaining and complaining and complaining because we are a complaining nation. If it doesn't line up with what we believe, we're going to gripe and moan about it and hope that it changes, which it really never does with that kind of complaining. You guys have had enough of me this morning. (laughs) Hallelujah. I have said what God has wanted me to say. And I'm just asking you to stir. I'm asking you not to get together with your brother and talk about how mean your pastor is. I'm asking you to get together with your brother and pray about it. Because we're here to change the world. We're not here for the world to change us. Is that not right? Whoo, God is good. God is good. Come on now, God is good.